So I have a Christmas sad for you. A Christmas sad? <laughs> a Christmas sad. I didn't make Christmas happy? No, no, no. It's like it's like a feeling you know, that you get sometimes. Aww. And it's a Christmas sad. And it was a thought that I had. Um, at what point in our popular culture does Santa's sleigh get replaced by an Amazon delivery truck? Oh, that is a sad. Hi. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the last episode of 2021 of Gear Related, a peek under the hood of the automotive repair industry. I don't know if that's going to be good or bad. 2022. Well, it's fun to say. We're all taking a little very slow peek around the door of what is 2022. I'm not peeking. I'm just you're you're bum rushing through. I've got I've got the blanket up over my head. <laughs> <laughs> the door is locked. <laughs> I don't think that's going to help me anyway. Oh, uh, over there is Ben. That's Ben. I am Ben. I am Heather. Over Hear there, hear us roar. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Actually, it's funny you should say that because uh, that's a nice segue to what we're going to be talking about today. Oh, we have stuff to talk about. The noises. Loud noises. (laughs) So we don't we don't like noises. Noises we don't like. These are noises that you don't like. And to make it interesting, (laughs) don't turn the don't turn the podcast off right now. Is it like a baby screaming? uh, That shriek that small children make. Um, that's a noise that I'm not like. I'm not. I'm not that kind of professional. We don't want to talk about that. What about where your um, gas tank just falls off the car? We have talked about that. I, mm-hmm. We didn't talk about what noise that makes when it falls <laughs> off. It's the same as what your heart feels like when it just <laughs> drops in your chest. So I figured uh, it's time to to pay the piper. It's time to pay it forward, whatever analogy you want to use. All the years that I've had the opportunity to listen to customers <laughs> describe the noises that their car is making, I felt it's about time that maybe I should make some noises of my own. So so can we also have real, like what it really sounds like, not just you going, Yes, we will, we will. See, this is a professional podcast, after all. We will see if uh, if Mike can input some actual noises that occur in these cars that we I describe. Bet he can. Yep, Ben, we can do that. Um, all right, cue sound. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to to do a few myself just for your just for your entertainment. All right, yep, thank you. We got it. Roll tape. So what do we what do we want to start with first? I guess probably the most common one. Right. Brake noise. Oh yes. We all have heard brake noise, right? Mm-hmm. Typically, what you hear is squealing exactly (laughs) (laughs) how'd i do i was it sounded like a baby pterodactyl like that (laughs) okay so the sound that a baby pterodactyl makes what does that mean for your car please to tell well, your brake pads have a wear indicator tab, and it's basically like a little metal fingernail that sticks out on your Ew. brake pad. And when your brake pad wears all the way down, it engages, and you get this slight metal-on-metal contact that creates this 
high-pitched squealing noise. So that's actually the warning-like thing. Is yes. that what that's made it's for? It's a warning indicator and is specifically designed to tell you, hey, your brakes are low. That's brilliant. It is, isn't Annoying, it? but brilliant. Well, and that's why some of your other manufacturers like BMW, Audi, some of the higher end, they got rid of this indicator and put an electronic one in so that when the brake pad wore, wears out, it disrupts the electrical con- current of said sensor and a little light pops up on your dash. That's not as fun as the baby pterodactyl. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't It doesn't make the baby pterodactyl noise. Um, so that's cool. So you hear that, you should go get your brakes, yes. brakes checked. The one caveat about this too, though, is just because you hear a brake squeal does not necessarily mean that that's what's occurring because another brake squeal is can occur from like rotor, what we call glazing. Um, and that's when... The rotor surface, you can really see it when it's like if it's super, super shiny, it can develop like small, tiny, like ridges and imperfections, and it causes a vibration, which turns into a high pitched squeal. So that doesn't necessarily mean there's anything wrong with brakes. And this is, I want to read this to you because um, this was an article written by, uh, let me find it here. Just talk amongst yourselves. For some time. That's so what this we this do. was an article written by The Drive. That's thedrive.com. Mm-hmm. And I'm just gonna read you the title of this because okay. it's hilarious. Porsche is tired of people complaining about brake squeals, so it made this video. <laughs> we don't like people complaining. <laughs> and I've watched the video and it is a it's like this high-tech explanation of what happens when brakes make noise. And sometimes, according to Porsche, it's normal. <laughs> well, yes. And the only reason I, I'm picking on Porsche, and I think this is so funny, is because we put a set of brakes, OE brakes from Porsche, on a Porsche for What's one of our e? customers. Old, oh, old I'm English? Sorry. Uh, yeah, old English, right. No, it- it's original equipment, meaning we bought the parts from Porsche. This is not, uh, you know, some inferior you, product. You didn't go through, you know, brakes are us. On- right. I'm sorry if that's a real website. I I don't think it is, but maybe it maybe it should be. No. So we put this we, we put the set of brakes on this Porsche, and it comes back like maybe six six to eight months later, and he's complaining of a loud squeal. I test drive it, and it's squealing like crazy. So there's a pig in the trunk. We he, no. Okay. <laughs> I wish that would have been an easy fix. Mm, not so an easy cleanup. We replace all of the brakes. In another six to eight months, this car comes back with the same noise. And we're like, okay, this is not cool. What's going on here? Started doing some research, came across this article, came across a lot of other complaints about Porsche brakes, saw the video. And so we had to tell our customer that um, according to Porsche, this is normal. But there's a procedure. And I tried this and actually worked. Um, you get you get the car going like 40, 50 miles per hour and you just slam on the brakes. Do this on an empty road, please. Yes, yes. Do do not Don't do this like, uh, anywhere near traffic. Behind you. <laughs> so they want you to do this super, super hard braking maneuver. Uh, and I don't know if it, if it has something to do with the heat or what, but after I did that, the noise went away. All right, cool. To recap, this... means this. Hey, your brakes are low. Now, the other brake noise that 
you may hear is that grinding noise. And I think everybody knows what that means. Could you please demonstrate? Is that basically that the pad is just gone? It's gone. Yeah, we're we're, we're to the point where we uh, we call it metal on metal, and that's not that's, a, that's so metal, and that's not good music. No, that's uh, <laughs> well, I agree. I agree with a lot of that. <laughs> so yeah, that I think we all know means brake pads worn out. You failed to hear your little indicator. You failed to see your little warning on the dash, um, and now don't say that they failed. Just say that they were busy. You were too busy to. <laughs> so now you now you got to go. Yes. Okay. Uh, and if you don't, you could eventually wear out some other parts that you don't necessarily need to replace, like calipers and stuff like that. So let's try. Like to... like your Fred Flintstone feet, because you're going to have to use those instead of your real brakes. Yeah. Hope, That'll wear the feet out. I hope you got a lot of calluses, because that's going to Ew. God, that was gross. <laughs> All right, moving on. Feet are already so gross. (laughs) Please to move on. To recap, this... Means this. We call it metal on metal. That's so metal. Belts and pulleys. Belts. I know about belts. All right, so (laughs) you do the belt squeal. I can't. I can't do it, uh, but I can tell you what it sounds like when I was... (laughs) military driving around my honda accord the timing belt was doing something but it sounded like godzilla like a little baby godzilla lived under my hood i can't do the noise you do it (laughs) i can't do it i don't know what little baby godzilla sounds like oh there you go (laughs) something like that and then sparks no there was no sparks thank goodness so yeah belts you're listening for a screeching or a chirping we like to refer to it as the the banshee of, yes. uh, of the motor. It's the baby cell. And of course, this is going to come from underneath your hood. Of course. Typically, it's... Unless you have a car that has the engine in the back. That's right. Then it's going to come under your bonnet. <laughs> or trunk. Jump in the trunk. Um, so that noise is going to be indicated indicative of either indicative? a... Indicative? 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 In, indicative. It will indicate... <laughs> English teachers everywhere are just like, ah, they're making the squeal. <laughs> Your drive belt is probably worn and or loose. Um, some drive belts cannot be tightened. They have a self-tensioner on it. So it could be that that tensioner has worn out, making the belt loose. Is it just the drive belt? Because my timing belt did it. The timing belt can do it too. Now the timing belt, that's a much more expensive fix. Oh, I know. But we do not see that very often. That is very unusual for a timing belt to start making that squealing noise. Typically because it's (laughs) it's thicker and it has a different pattern of teeth to it. Little baby zillas. Little baby zilla teeth. That's right. Um, So if you hear it, Check it out. Yep. You can also... Don't stomp on your brakes. That's not going to do a that's not gonna, thing. That's not going to fix your belt noise, mm-hmm. no. And obviously, this is going to happen at idle when you're not moving. Right. You're still going to hear this noise. And then you get going and everybody's looking at you like, woman, what's wrong with your car? Yeah, and it can get worse on, on acceleration. I'm sure you've seen it in the movies where the, uh, the character has a really crappy car. And as <laughs> soon as they step on the accelerator, the car just goes... video because it's crazy. 
don't know how he gets his jaw to do that. <laughs> um, you could also get some grinding and some like scraping noises in the same area as the belt, and that can indicate one of the bearings in the pulley has gone bad. Now, which pulleys are we talking about here? You have the tensioner pulley, which provides tension to the belt. Mm-hmm. Your alter- uh, alternator has a bearing in it. Your power steering pump has a bearing in it. Oh, great. And sometimes you have idler pulleys, which is just a pulley that they put in there so that they can run the belt a different direction. That's the only job it does. But that has a bearing too, and it can go bad. So if you hear like scraping and grinding, that's another possibility. Cool. Not really. That's a lot of bearings. Yes, a lot of bearings. A lot of things that go wrong. Yay! (laughs) All right. To recap, this... (laughs) Or this... (laughs) Means this. Your drive belt is probably worn and or loose. This next one I want to talk about is not necessarily a noise that your car makes. It's more a of a, a tool that you can use to help to describe to your service rider, your mechanic, of what's going on with your vehicle. And I bring this one up because a lot of people don't understand the differences between these definitions of when your car is not starting. Okay? Okay. So, oh, yeah. So we have crank, no start. We have no crank, no start, and we have slow crank, and then we have extended crank. Okay. Those are the terms that we use in the industry to describe what is going on with the car, and it's very helpful for your mechanic to know which conditions your car is. So you can either learn the terminology now or forever have to make the noise to them. That's right. If you, okay. if you know these words, it will save you <laughs> noises. Endless embarrassment. Yes. All right. So the first one I'm going to do is mm-hmm. the no crank, no start. Okay. Are you ready? Here's the no crank, no start. There you That's, go. Wow. That That's, one's that one's easy, right? Right. It does absolutely nothing. I mean, your car's not cranking. It's not making any noise. Sometimes you might hear like a... That was nice. So, so what does that mean? Does it mean your starter is just like... Uh-uh. It's a couple of different things. It could mean... It could just mean that your battery's dead. Bummer. It, it could mean that the starter is bad. Absolutely. It could mean a bad ignition switch. It could be a n- neutral safety switch. Could be a lot of a lot of different things. But you can narrow it down if your mechanic knows it's, it's a, a no, no crank, crank, no, no start. start. Okay. What about a? So now we'll go to a crank, crank no, no start. That is a healthy crank, but the car is not starting. A healthy crank. Healthy crank. You want me to do it again? No. <laughs> I think we're all real good with that. Okay. So that could be a whole bunch of different things. But, but different than Exactly. So now we know it's not your battery. It's not your starter because that's a nice, healthy crank. Both of those have to be good in order a to get that. A robust crank, a we might say. A robust crank, yeah. <laughs> So that could be a, a, a fuel system issue. It could be uh, an ignition system issue, but it gives us a place to go. We know where to start. All right. You know to leave the battery alone. Yes. Now we'll go to the slow crank. Okay. Rig-it-git-git-git-git-git-git. 
curious as to, can people really like get the difference between the slow and the, and the robust crank? Well, did you, did you hear the difference? I heard it, but you're a trained expert. Okay. So robust crank. I know. No, 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 I understand it. Okay. Thank you. I didn't need a redemonstration. I'm just saying to people like, are they able to really differentiate if it's slow or normal? Typically, you can hear a difference. Okay. In, um, I mean, I hear it when you're doing it now. I'm just wondering in real world, like, experience. Well, and that, that um, every time you hear that, g- g- that's the motor <laughs> g- g- turning 360 degrees and the piston's moving. So if it's turning over at a faster pace, then it be- you can hear that click, 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 click kind of. Um, okay rhythmic noise to it so if we're we're slow slow cranking what that does that mean typically means your battery is failing <gasps> uh, other possibility it could be there's some form of resistance in the engine uh wait like viva la restance resistance <laughs> yeah there's there's a bunch of people that are upset with how your motors Mad. how your motor's going so they've they're, re- they're revolting <laughs> <laughs> it is revolting but yeah uh, um Rarely, but it does happen, there can be some sort of resistance which is related to the mechanical engine, and that's very bad. That's expensive so bad. That's, slow crank is your worst nightmare. Well, not necessarily, because like I said, it's rare. Slow crank is typically more often than not battery-related. Battery. Battery okay. Or alternators not charging the battery. That could be another possibility, too. Naughty alternator. All right. And the last one, we mm-hmm. have extended crank. Mm-hmm. So let me do, for, before we get into extended crank. He just crank, keeps <laughs> wanting to do the. <laughs> let, me do the let me do what your car should do mm. when it starts, right? Go Right? That sounds perfect. Extended crank. Oh. So it takes a lot longer to start than it should. I'm going to be super honest. I would not notice that that was a problem. It started, (laughs) bye, I got places to go. Sometimes it can happen. That can be like a fuel pressure problem. Um, So for instance, your fuel pressure or your fuel rail is always filled with fuel. And your fuel pump, not only does it pump fuel up there, but it also holds it there. So when you shut the car off, it keeps it there. It basically does not allow fuel to leak back into the fuel tank because oh, it's kind of like your heart valve. And if that's bad, all the fuel leaks out back into the fuel tank. And so when you go out to start your car in the morning, it cranks oh, it and cranks and cranks and cranks to- and cranks because oh. it takes forever to get that fuel back up to the fuel rail uh, to fill it back up. So that that could be one of the problems of that. There, I it's hope. A lot I, like a, it's a it's a leaky heart valve. I love this. Yeah, exactly. So okay. I hope you all enjoyed my. I loved my that. noises. So, so really, you need to pay attention to how long it takes for your car to actually fire up. This is good news for people. We need to, I mean, good information, I mean. I mean. I mean. Come on. To recap, this or this or this or this means you've got a problem. Call the professionals. Moving right along to exhaust systems. Ooh. This one's pretty easy. 
If it's louder than it normally is, you've probably got a leak somewhere, right? What's the normal? Well, when you bought your car and you started it up, that was normal. Unless the exhaust was bad when you bought it, then you'll That's never what know. Mean, what does the normal sound like? Vroom. <laughs> okay. What does the not normal sound like? Vroom! <laughs> it's just louder. <laughs> You're really enjoying this, are you? <laughs> Too much. You also can get rattles. Like like there's rattlesnake. A, there's a snake trapped under your under your car. Um <laughs> our cat makes noises too. She does not like. She does not approve rattlesnake of, of rattles. Um so your exhaust system has a number of heat shields that try to prevent that heat from spreading to say the body of the car right. or other valuable components like wiring, things like that. Um, these, the, the nuts and bolts and the shields themselves rot out over time, especially in high rust areas and they come loose and they start. <laughs> <laughs> Very metallic tinny. It's <laughs> like really creepy gremlin and our cat hates that. You, I may have to stop making noises. I'm, I might get attacked here shortly. Here she comes. <laughs> um, easily fixed. Some of these exhaust shields can simply be removed if they're not in a vital area, um, or they can just be resecured. Okay. So that and it's you know the cost of a nut and bolt kind of a thing. A, a lot of times, yeah. yeah I've, I've cool. you know I've done them a lot for free just because I'm, well, yeah, I'm I mean, a nice it's just, guy. It's not. Yeah. It's. You're a nice guy. <laughs> it's because you made them make the noise for you for 15 minutes. <laughs> wait, wait. No, no. Do it again. What, what, what's the noise again? Do it, do it again. <laughs> um, you can also get a hissing or a puttering, which Maybe is... Khaleesi will do the hiss for us <laughs> yeah. right now. No? Okay. And that's that could be like a pinhole exhaust or a very small leak. If you get like a... Okay. <laughs> And right now, I'm going back to my childhood, and my parents are singing me, Oh, you can't get to heaven in a putt-putt car. <laughs> wow. Uh, a glimpse inside, everyone. There you go. All right. So here's a very common noise, and we're, we're moving to the drivetrain. This is like your transmission to everything from your engine to your transmission to your differential to your wheels, right? Okay. One of the most common things that we see fail on a car is a wheel bearing. Oh. And what you're looking for is when this happens is you'll, you'll hear a constant humming or sometimes growling that will change in pitch as the car speeds up and slows down. Okay. You, you want I, me? <laughs> I don't quite understand. Could you help me? So <laughs> when you step off of the accelerator too, you're going to hear less of the engine, right? Mm -hmm. And that's when you'll hear that. That's a wheel bearing? <laughs> As best I can do. That sounds great. Like I would expect it to be like, you know, bouncing around in there, but it's not doing that. So if, if you want to picture what a wheel bearing is, it's a roller ball bearing. So mm -hmm. you have... Um, a bunch of roller balls in a circle surrounded by an encasement that they fill with grease. And what happens is that grease breaks down over time. And the, instead of contacting the grease, 
the ball oh, is contacting the metal. It's the like metal. yeah, it's kind of like okay. probably when your 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 stuff in your knee starts wearing out. What is that? Like the meniscus the, or the yeah, and it bursa, starts rubbing like bone on bone cartilage and yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So not good, right? It hurts. Yeah. So that's a very common thing that happens. Do the do the noise again. <laughs> Oh, we're going faster. <laughs> we're slowing down. <laughs> All right. Now, they, they can be confused with tire noise, too. So one of the things that you can do that uh, oh, to see if, if it is the wheel bearing or not is if it's a front wheel bearing and you turn left or right, like picture yourself just changing lanes. You're not doing mm-hmm. a full turn. You're just you're changing the load on the left and the right side of the car when you turn the steering wheel. Right. And Correct, I mean. if you put more load on a bad wheel bearing, it instantly gets louder. Oh. And as soon as you take the load off, it instantly gets quieter. So you could be such a f- superstar, like going in there and being like, so it's my wheel bearing and my front right tire. Bye. <laughs> you could. I'm um, going to do I, that. <laughs> you better I, not be wrong, though. I would, I would probably put it differently. I would say, I think this is what well, it no, may right, be. Could you right. look at that specific right. area? But, I mean, look at everything, but tell me I'm cool when I come back and pay for this, please. Yeah. Um, what if it's the rear tires, though? So if it's the rear, you might, when you turn the steering wheel and change the load, you might notice a change, but you might not. It's, it's a lot more difficult to ascertain and is which that just, bearing it is in the rear, if it's the left or the right side. Is that just because you're closer to the front wheels? As a driver, or is that because it's a front-wheel drive car? Because not everyone is. It's because there's more weight in the front end. Is it because so I'm sitting up there? There's more How load. How dare you? <laughs> You're sitting in the middle. Come on. Right. The engine's up there. Engines are oh, heavy. Okay. Well, so if the engine's in the rear, would you hear it more in the in rear, rear tire? In a rear-wheel drive vehicle. Rear-wheel drive? Rear-wheel. I mean... Rear, sorry, rear engine. Rear engine. In a rear engine vehicle, I would suspect that you would definitely notice more change when shifting loads. I just want to include everyone in this conversation. Sure, why not? All those rear engine people. Right. Mm-hmm. Those DeLorean owners and those oh. Porsche owners. and Is the PT Cruiser it's in the back? older Volkswagen Beetle. <laughs> Is it in the back in the PT Cruiser? No, what? it's up front in the PT Cruiser. What's another one that's in the back? A Volkswagen Beetle? Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, a Keep going. Lamborghini on. Countach. Oh, uh, I have that one. The, that's the car I We have. see a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What else you got? To recap... This. Oh, we're going faster. <laughs> we're slowing down. But not this. Like, I would expect it to be like. Means this. The wheel bearing. One noise that is very close to wheel bearing noise is tire noise, like I, uh, mm-hmm. I, I mentioned just a few seconds ago. Um, and one way you can determine if it's tire noise is, and what causes this, what we call feathering or chopping. And if you've got worn suspension components or your alignment's not quite um, perfect, you develop that feathering. And the way I can describe it is if you picture uh, like a saw blade. So if you ever, it's like that jagged tooth, but it, mm-hmm. but you know when you're sawing something, it goes easy one direction and rough the other. Sometimes your tires will wear in that sawtooth pattern. Oh, and it will cause a lot of noise. 
Like what? Same same noise as a wheel bearing. I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> it sounds exactly like a wheel bearing almost. Um, and one way you can determine if it's the tires is you turn the steering wheel. If it doesn't change, then then it, it could still be the wheel bearing. But if you slow down, when you step on the brakes, you're putting all the load on the front tires. Going the wrong and way, it, yeah. And it gets louder. So if you step on the brake and the noise suddenly gets louder, but it's the same noise, chances are it's probably your tires. Okay. The last one I want to talk about is engine noise because it's the most expensive. <laughs> right. And you can. there's an app for that. You can make your engine noise different if you want to. But you're talking about I'm, bad yeah, engine noises, I'm, not yeah, mechanical cool engine noises. All right. So you can get ticking or knocking oh. at idle. Um, and because we have variable valve timing now, and I'm not going to get into how it works, but let's just say that it uses oil pressure to change the timing of your engine when it wants to. And if it wants to change it, and you don't have enough oil in your car because you've been neglecting your oil changes, it will try to change the timing, and you'll hear a lot of... Or... Because he's trying so hard to drink oil, but he can't. (laughs) Okay. Uh, And because... And please, go back to episode 14, The Great Oil Consumption Conspiracy, Mm -hmm. and learn much more about all this, because... There are a lot of instances where you're following your regularly scheduled maintenance intervals, but the cars are burning more oil now, and you may need to be adding oil more often than you think. <gasps> so to prevent those very expensive ticking and engine knocks. Ticking time bombs. Yes, exactly. As it were. And I'm, I'm so glad that I was able to share all my noises with you today. Almost all. Don't, we don't need any more. We don't need any personal noises. <laughs> to recap, this, or maybe this, let's face it, if you hear either one of those sounds, you should run and hide because your car is about to eat you. Good job. Thank you. That was, I liked that. That was very informative because, you know, you hear a noise and it's kind of like, oh, how bad is this going to be? Yeah, what's this? Is this normal? What's is this, this going to cost me? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, as we record this uh, on Christmas Eve, yay! And you'll probably be listening to it uh, a couple days from now after the after the holiday break here, but post Christmas Eve, we hope you guys all have a and wonderful girls, a holiday. wonderful holiday season, and we hope that. Uh, 2022 brings you many amazing things. And no engine noises that are bad. Yes, yes, none of that nonsense. None of that nonsense. And if you feel a little a little joy in your heart and you want to go over and rate us and review us and tell us, tell your friends about us, we would love that. Absolutely love it. You know where to find us. We're on the Twitter at Showin Auto. That's S C H O E N. We're on Instagram. Find us on our website, www.shownauto.com. For now. Facebook. Thank you so much for listening. We miss you. Happy holidays and all the best. Bye.